Hi. Hi, I'm talking to Kendall. I'm here talking to Annie. This is Kendall's episode. I'm talking about Lorena Bobbitt cutting off her abuser's penis. Content warning, lots of violence, lots of sexual violence, and Barbara Walters' ego. Sources are in the show notes. Everything's alleged, but this is definitely tell no one. All right. Fair warning. Um, I've been like weepy on and off throughout this whole research. Okay, fair warning. I only know the like Howard Stern highlight of this story. Yeah, like the basics. Yeah, yeah it did. It happened like before we were born. Fucking okay. <laughs> okay. So we're talking about Lorena Bobbitt and her husband John Wayne Bobbitt. I'm going to start you off the night of the incident. It'll all come around, and we'll get we'll get story everything. Story structures, storytelling. Yes, exactly. Um, and if I talk about interviews, they're from the Lorena documentary, which was produced by Jordan Peele, which is cool. And she's in it. And so is John Wayne Bobbitt. And I'm just going to say double down on trigger warning, trigger warning, trigger warning. There is some really horrific domestic violence in this. Oh, fuck. Uh, I knew that he was abusive. Yeah. But it is really tough. Just like a lot of bad, bad, bad. So if it's like anything could trick like maybe don't listen to it yeah so june 23rd 1993 we're in manassas virginia and the hospital is calling the police okay and they're saying um so we need some officers down here this guy just walked into the hospital he was assaulted by his wife and y'all need to send someone over here right now (laughs) y'all need to send someone right now yeah they didn't want to get into the, all the details over the radio because the news media can listen in to the radio. And they're sure. like, this would set off big flags if people heard it on the radio. And we don't want to like start that shit tonight. Yeah. This is like wee hours. It's like 3 or 4 a.m. on the day of the 23rd, Wednesday morning. Basically, what happened is John Wade's Bobbitt's penis had been cut off. Cut off. Sliced off. Sliced off. With a knife. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And in order to save his penis to reattach it they need to find it and they don't know where it is okay okay the police are kind of sent on that mission they're saying the hospital needs it back to salvage this man's dignity that is the way they phrase it yes okay okay um where to begin (laughs) (laughs) i'll get into it how long do they have to find it not super long you gotta get that on ice yeah exactly exactly it's like if you lost a finger it's the same thing they are saying it was a very very clean cut almost surgical precision (laughs) 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 they said if she had wanted to have a career in surgery steady hand she had a steady hand well what they're saying is there was no hesitation it was one She was not confused about what she was doing. Uh -uh. In the documentary, there are photos. So John is in the hospital right now, and he lost one third of his total blood. Total blood. Total blood volume. Yeah. It's losing an organ appendage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh. Yep. I'm not good about blood. No, me neither. Me neither. The doctor says if they don't find it, he would have to, quote, sit to pee like a woman for the rest of his life. Okay, like that is our biggest fucking worry. Yeah. So he says, when asked about this, like, today times, he says, all I remember is her playing around with me. It felt like Freddy Krueger had come through the wall. (laughs) And I'm just laying there thinking I better not go back to sleep. So let's set the scene. (laughs) 
He comes home from being out with his friend slash roommate, Robbie, and he's fucking trashed. He is wasted. Okay. And that's kind of what people think is what his response time was so behind. Like he kind of laid in bed for like a few minutes before reacting. And he goes to his friend, Robbie, and is like, um, my penis is gone. (laughs) And Lorraine is gone with the car. Okay. With it. With, with it. Maybe. Maybe. But... And his friend brushes his teeth before driving him to the hospital. So both of them are wasted because why would you, one, brush your teeth and two, not call an ambulance, of course. Yeah. And like, are they on drugs? Like They might be. They might yeah, be. Like, I, I, we've all been fucking very drunk, but you, even if your actual response time is like, is slow, yeah. you know, oh, fuck. I don't, I can see it because he's like, I didn't really feel and people are saying he probably didn't feel it right, like for a while because he might be in sh- his body might be in, in shock. shock. And they're like, um, because he was so intoxicated, it led to him his blood being a little thinner and bleeding more. Think about the bruises I sustain when I'm drunk, right? And I, I have I know nothing. So they go to the house and they people are talking that maybe she had swallowed the penis, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. She didn't off. You saw the cut. <laughs> I would maybe get that like if she bit it. Yeah. But she cut, she didn't cut it off, put it on a plate and prepare it. Right. That's why I'm like, come on. She's not a barbarian. Yeah. So they're like, Okay, she probably didn't do that. <laughs> but they're searching everywhere. The garbage disposal. I would put it in there. The sink. Yep. The freezer. Nope. The dishwasher. Yep. <laughs> um, and so while they're looking around, they find pamphlets around the house for rape and domestic violence. Here we fucking go. Yeah. So Lorena uh, is kind of in a fugue state at this point. Mm-hmm. And she drives to a nail salon where she works, drops the knife into the garbage can, goes into the, her work, and then goes to her friend Jana's house, who is also the owner of the salon and her boss. Okay. They go to the police station to report sexual abuse. Okay. But they're like, girl, you have to tell us where the penis is first. Like, you have to, like, time sensitive. Why? Why do I have to tell you that? I don't want it back. Well, here's the thing. So she says, I remember, she said she doesn't really remember anything. She's like, I remember yeah. driving and I had. Threw the, it out the window. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had the knife in one hand and the penis in the other. And it was hard for me to drive. So I threw it. I put my hand out the driver's side window and threw it over the car (laughs) into a grassy field okay oh my god she threw it out like an old diet coke bottle but even crazier because it went across the roof of the car yeah she went yeah Uh (laughs) what Uh a lighthearted gesture for Uh (laughs) yeah just tossed it oh my god into knee-high grass okay i couldn't have been kidding anymore no she did that And so the police are like on it and they go and they, they find it. They have to go walk and they find it. But no one manly man wanted to touch it. Are you fucking? It is not attached to anyone. <laughs> so they stand and go like, there it is. And like point for like an EMT to get it yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Are you fucking? They pick kidding? it up, bring it to the nearby 7-Eleven and put it on ice in a hot dog bag. <laughs> <laughs> Will it work? Annie, let's get okay. into it. Okay, so they reattach the penis, okay? Wow. Like a nine-hour surgery. And it does work. It's reattached. Lorena goes to the hospital, the same hospital where he is being treated for a rape kit. Um, and she lets them know that he rapes her often. Yeah. So this is post-incident now. This is before anyone's been arrested for anything. 
Okay. And Lorena walks into like a diner and it's in the news and no one knows who she is yet. Yeah. And a woman is like reading it and just goes like, somebody finally did what I always wanted to do. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, oh my God. <laughs> so it's starting to get national coverage, obviously, because it's fucking crazy. And she asks her friend Jana like how she's going to handle all the press attention. And she helps her hire an attorney and like a press rep. Okay. So she can like handle the shit that's about to, the storm that's about to come to her. Mm-hmm. James is her attorney and Alan is her media rep. News outlets are having a hard time figuring out how to say exactly what's happened. Because like penis is not put in print. Like they're like, what? we never had put that in print before. It's a medical term. No, not in the early 90s. <laughs> they're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> they're like appendage. Oh, organ. yeah. Um, but they end up saying penis and they're like, this is like the first time penis was used in the media. Welcome to the world, penis. Welcome to the newspaper. So because both crimes are kind of sex crimes. Yeah. Um, the sexual assault of Lorena and the. Would we call, would we call that? Not eventually. No, it doesn't become her. Yeah, her her slicing is not considered a sex crime later yeah. on. But yeah. at first there's they like kind of are. Involved. And usually there's when there's sex crimes, you don't report the names in the media sure you're gonna protect his privacy right okay but once they find out that she had hired a publicist they figure well it's fair game we can print their names because they want to they're looking for any reason to be able to yeah they're like well she hired a publicist she's expecting a media thing expecting to talk to the media okay her first interview ever was to vanity fair and this is pre-internet so like no one really knew what she looked like or who she was Mm -hmm. and they have a photo shoot of her like in a bathing suit in the pool. <laughs> what? Yeah. G- give me. The picture? Well, if you have it. <laughs> she shot like she was in the blue lagoon. Yeah. It's kind of <laughs> crazy. Oh my God. Yeah. Well. Whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. Whatever. Literally whatever. <laughs> um, so John's brother goes on a daytime talk show. There's a lot of fucking daytime talk shows. And his like little like bottom half is like brother's wife or like chopped his brother's penis off like it's just so stupid and he says quote if i had seen her i would have killed her the crowd applauded him are you fucking kidding she did worse than kill him she took away the thing that means the most to a man oh my god Mm -hmm. say it ain't so yeah she fucking weirdo yeah men are fucking dorks (laughs) (laughs) she is charged with malicious wounding and he is charged with sexual assault yeah and so there's to me tit for tat yeah to me like i don't think what she did was any wilder than what he's been doing to her yeah no but like i think that because it's a woman doing something brutal we're like holy shit (laughs) well because it's it's the most important thing to a man yeah like like, a man's worst nightmare like Like, losing his fucking best friend or all that shit is like oh my god it's a lot of that in this what the fuck so people are kind of hung up on the fact that when she first went to the police after this incident and they kind of asked her what what the hell <laughs> she says okay i'd like to point out i'm gonna get into her childhood kind of later but she is from ecuador and english is her second language okay um so that might be the cause of some of this misinterpreting sure, stuff yeah so they ask her why she did it also this is the night of so she's all jumbled up sure she says he always has an orgasm and doesn't wait for me to have an orgasm he's selfish i don't think it's fair so I pulled back the sheets and I did it. So people are like, 
crazy woman mad that her husband wasn't let her get off yeah latina well, woman yeah they're, they're acting like well first of all they're kind of acting like it's a sexy crime by being yeah like, yeah um like she wasn't satisfied in bed but yeah they're so saying she unsatisfied wife yeah and do we think what she was trying to get at was like he's selfish he, he always has an orgasm not consensual yeah and right? i don't because i'm being assaulted she's tr- but she's trying to find the words in another language for rape <laughs> yeah right she might literally not know that word yeah 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 i'm thinking like i mean i'll cut this but if if i had to say like i was sexually assaulted in french mm. i wouldn't know how no I, I could say like we went to bed not good <laughs> yeah and they'd be like oh it wasn't good yeah, you know what i mean like, the yeah. same thing she's she's saying yeah yeah, exactly. Okay, so a little backstory here. John um, Wayne Bobbitt is named after John Wayne, yes. Um, <laughs> he was kind of a dummy. His defense attorney says he's essentially too dumb to lie, um, which I don't believe, but that's what he says. A lot of people call him dumb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all of his friends say that he was in incredible physical shape, however. And he was a Marine. Um, his father was abusive to his mother when he was a child and left the family. He says his mom had a mental breakdown and left them. And he went to live with her family, him and all his brothers, and that him and his brothers were molested by an uncle oh. um, when he, they were very young. Yeah. So just that. Yeah, horrible. Lorena was born in Ecuador and moved to Venezuela when she was seven with her family. She visited the United States for the first time when she was 16 as like kind of a quinceanera thing. Mm-hmm. And she said, like, instantly she wanted to move here. Um, that was her goal. So she moved to the U.S. when she was 18. They had some family in Virginia, and she was staying on a student visa. She didn't really speak any English when she got there, but she, you know, took ESL classes, whatever. Yeah. She said she'd, like, watch daytime television to tr- yeah. pick up on it. And, yeah. She basically said there was no going back. Like, I was living here for the rest of my life, and that was it. And she lived with the Castro family, which is, like, friends of family. Um, So she met John at the Marine Corps Ball in 1988 when she was 19 and he was 21, I believe. He says that his parents told him not to marry her let her go back to her country and if she comes back then it's fine but insinuating she's marrying him for a, a green card. card yep okay um they get married after only 10 months and all their dates up into that point were chaperoned by the castro family because they were so catholic wow okay. they wouldn't allow her to go out with him alone i kind of get that in the beginning like yeah. there's a protection in that right like she's not alone with a random guy yeah we don't know yeah but then like that also means she ends up marrying a guy she doesn't really know. Mm-hmm. You don't know what he's really like. You don't know how he actually is going to treat you. These The girls she lived with did not like him at all. He drank a lot and always seemed to forget his wallet. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, and we're like, bitch, you're paying for him every time. And she's like, I don't know. Like, I didn't think he was intentionally doing it. Yeah. Like, she's just, like, fully in. in. She's, like, 19. Yeah, and she's like, he represented the American dream to me. Yeah. And he was a Marine and he was handsome and yeah. blah, 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 blah. She says she fell in love with him and that's that. So he found a ring at the bottom of a public pool and All proposed right. to her with it. Like came out with it, surfaced with it and proposed. And was like, you know what? Yeah. Let's fucking send it. And she was all in. What? Yeah. 
and there's a woman at the pool who's like anyone yeah. find my ring <laughs> yeah like, yeah what the fuck yeah she said her parents were happy in the end um even though they were like oh this is fast because she had married an american and she was able to live where she wanted to live yeah and like Ugh. almost a year i don't know in, yeah. in 93 or whatever yeah it's not unheard of yeah that that's not like they got married in a weekend right right um but soon after their wedding things started to change um he couldn't keep a job and hers was the only income that they. So he's not in the military anymore. No. Okay. He's out, and he has odd jobs, but he can, he barely can last a week at any job. What the fuck? What is that about? I don't know. He's an, lazy he's, or what? He's an alcoholic, I think, and right. just kind of dumb, kind of a dick. Yeah, and doesn't want to. I'm sure. Yeah. So her salon income was the only thing they were living on. Okay. Um, their house was foreclosed on. Um, she ended up stealing $7,000 from her employer at one point to pay bills. Yeah. She was arrested for that, I'm pretty sure. Um, and when asked about that, she was like, I didn't have enough money for bills. But she also stole a lot of clothes from Nordstrom. And they were like, that wasn't to pay your bills. And she said, um, it's because my husband didn't like my dresses and told me he was ugly. Told me what I wore was ugly? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think that you're painting that picture of someone who has no options in the world. Right. She doesn't have family here. She can't leave him. She would be trapped. Mm -hmm. What the fuck is she going to do? Yeah. And she is still trying to please him like this piece of shit. Low life fucking freeloader. (laughs) I know. Low life fucking freeloader. Okay. November. So this happened in June 93. Um, John's trial is first. So we have two, they're both going on trial. His for the sexual assault, hers for the malicious wounding. Him hobbling into the courtroom. Yeah. Um, and what's interesting is that the prosecutor has to prosecute both of them. Um, in one case, they're the victim. In one case, they're the defendant. They're they're flip-flopping. Yeah. And the guy, the prosecutor is the same for both. What? His name is Paul Ebert and he will... My head would be swimming. I know. (laughs) I know. So John's trial goes first and people are fucking gross. They are like selling t-shirts, tacky shit outside the courthouse like um, Manassas, Virginia, a cut above the rest. Like just tacky, tacky shit. Yeah. Okay. So because he's on trial for an assault that occurred that night... The jurors can only consider incidents within five days of the night in question. Oh, fuck. But he's routinely assaulting her, right? Yes. And like hitting her and... Yes. Okay. So she testifies that he has told her that forced sex excites him and quote, I will follow you wherever you go and I will have any kind of sex that I want with you at any time. Oh, my For the rest of your life. God. He really thinks that she is his property, huh? Yeah. Like, you're married to me. You can't get rid of me. Yeah. I feel ill. Yeah. They have dueling witnesses, dueling experts about her underwear. So her underwear is torn from that night. And different witnesses say that it was ripped. But another witness says it was clearly cut with scissors, indicating that she had had done it herself. So that's... Something they're arguing about on trial. Well, that shouldn't be hard to tell. Right. One of the experts says that he tried to recreate the rip, but couldn't unless he had like kind of pre-cut. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Okay. But whatever. The doctor that performed her rape kit testified that he saw no outward signs of rape and that she didn't act like a typical victim in the hospital. What is a typical victim? I don't know. 
crying what catatonic yeah. yeah i don't know anything that she did was wrong i guess like what would a victim uh, what would you do to convey victimhood <laughs> right yeah yeah so the doctor said that so just think about that the doctor is like personally i didn't get the vibe that, that she, she had didn't been raped emote what? enough for me yeah are you a fucking psychologist or are you a fucking doctor yeah just do the rape kit john is acquitted no of the sexual assault yes but things are not like totally done because she has to go on trial of course so his a- attorney advises him to like get the fuck out of dodge because like i don't trust you to talk to the media like you're so dumb so he his lawyer sends him away to like a dude ranch in colorado <laughs> where he spends a few months just, why like, do they call that i don't know and he like dates a girl out there and is like out there but he can't resist the attention so there's tons of jokes on SNL. Yeah. David Letterman used to joke and call Lorena his girlfriend. Robin Williams does a lot of skits about her. A lot of people are making, you know, putting on an accent. Cool. Um, Howard Stern becomes John Wayne Bobbitt's like best friend. Got it. Um, How do I know? <laughs> he has him at his like miss his like annual Miss New Year's Eve pageant and telethon um, and raises money for John. And to do what? I, I don't know. Hang out forever? They raise almost $200,000. To do fucking what? I don't know. Because people are like, this poor man. Yeah. He goes on like tours and does appearances. Oh. Interviewers are like, am I wrong here? Or was your wife a crazy fucking bitch? What the fuck? Yeah. People on the radio are saying cutting penises off isn't all that rare in Latin America. Oh, shut up. Like just that is really racist shit. I don't know why I'm acting fucking surprised by any of this. Yeah. Like this is not surprising behavior. This is all pre this is pre Nicole Brown Simpson. This is pre the Violence Against Women Act. Like pre this is giving a fuck what happened to girls. This is like right around Anita um, Hill as well. Uh-huh. Uh, happened a little earlier. So people are, you know, hot blooded Latina stereotype. Nice. He's saying that she did it because he was leaving her and mm-hmm. she was jealous. Mm-hmm. Well, like, did he say that in court? Yeah. That's his official story. Yeah. That is foolish. Yeah. So Lorena's trial. Da, da, da. Same prosecutor as John's trial. So super weird. Her defense is going to be temporary insanity from years and years of abuse. Mm-hmm. They're going to try for irresistible impulse, which is a type of insanity plea in Virginia, which basically says you have a mental condition or disorder that prevents you from making like any other choice than you did at that time. Like yeah. you couldn't resist your impulse to, to act that way. Yeah. And she's charged with malicious wounding, which she could face up to 20 years in prison. Um, she's offered a plea bargain to serve just four months in jail. But she says, if I admit to a felony, I can never become a citizen. So I'm going to risk 20 years oh, because baby. I want to be an American. So um, it's funny because her defense, one of her defense attorneys opening statements is like, we're here to prove that a life is more valuable than a penis. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like people don't believe that. No, of course not. Yeah. Um, so one of her coworkers at the salon testifies that they had a conversation that um, they were talking like hypothetical if their husbands were to cheat on them, what they would do. And this woman says I'd leave him. And apparently Lorena said I'd cut his dick off. Sure. But like girls be talking. Girls be dishing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's definitely a battle of the sexes going on. A lot of women were kind of thrilled. Whoopi Goldberg talked about it a lot. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she says it's 1994 and shit's hitting the fan. <laughs> 
Too true. Um, there's a lot of protests in favor of Lorena, the National Organization of Women, National Network to End Domestic Violence. Um, I love us. I love that we'll do a protest for like, cut it off. Yeah. <laughs> um, the media, of course, wasn't focusing on the details of abuse that much because it's just much more salacious to talk yeah. about the penis cutting. And like, it is more more interesting to talk about like a woman who snapped yeah. than a guy who's been doing what men always do, routinely yeah. victimizing women. Yeah, like, you that's know? not fun. Yeah, that's not fun. And like, men own our newspaper. What do you yeah. want me to say? That's all that I do talk about that later. So Lorena takes the stand. She describes the incident. She describes the first incident that John abused her during their marriage. Her and John and his brother are driving home from a club. Um, he had been drinking and driving and he was zigzagging in and out of lanes going around 90 miles an hour. She's yelling at him to stop and she grabbed the steering wheel because he wasn't stopping. Mm-hmm. And he punches her in the chest. What? And her brother is in the backseat shaking his head like, yeah. His brother? Yeah. Like, yeah, tell her. When they get home, he dragged her up to the apartment steps, kicked her, and then an officer showed up and John answered the door and completely changed. Wow. Like, changed demeanor completely. Okay. I mean, you, I wouldn't anyway be able to excuse that behavior by right. being drunk, but he can't even excuse his behavior by saying he was drunk. Yeah. If you're able to snap back into it when you see a consequence right in front of you. Right. So basically... The officer's like, do you have anywhere to go tonight, Lorena? And she's like, no, but she leaves anyway. How, why did he show up? Did I think a noise call? complaint, like oh. a neighbor noise complaint. Okay. She had nowhere to go, but she leaves anyway and sleeps in her car in the parking lot of her work. Mm. A lot of neighbors are interviewed in the documentary. So years later, they say they always heard a lot of arguing, but noticed it was only John's voice. Yeah. Um, they would see instances of her carrying all the grocery bags in from the car and him walking macho behind her with nothing. What the hell? One of the Castro sisters who I mentioned earlier, who she was friends with, recalled an incident on the stand about Christmas, a Christmas party. John gave her like a box to open and forced her to open it in front of everyone. And it was like tiny lingerie. And she was very embarrassed because they're Catholic. And like, this is embarrassing even if you're not Catholic. Is she a person, John? Right. Uh, She ran out of the room embarrassed. Um, He followed her grabbed her by the arms and pushed her up against the wall. And she said, John, please let me go. He dropped her down and said, bitch, and walked away. Oh, my God. And, like, you know that he is embarrassed that she didn't like the gift yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So he's acting out his, like, humiliation on her. Mm-hmm. She's a bitch because she didn't like your, like, sexy gift. In front of my friends and family. Yeah. What the fuck? And, like, uh... So where are these people at the time that are hearing all this shit go down? Yeah. Where the fuck are you in 93 defending her? Yeah. 20 years later, you're going to be like, yeah, you know what? She was getting the shit kicked out of her. Well, they testified at trial. They said all this at trial. Okay. Okay. So the police had been called to their house many times and her friend Jana saw marks on her neck and rug marks on her arm. Oh, great. Well, I have a question. Like, so the five days prior thing that in her, in the rape trial, they could only count what happened to her in the five days prior to yeah. explain it. Yeah. They can't even look at like official police records. Cause if he's been, if they've been called to their home time and time again, they're taking reports of domestic abuse. They can't even count that. Not if it's within the five days for his trial anyway, but yeah, hers is the well, whole that's relationship what I mean, like, yeah. for his trial. Yeah. What? That is a wa- that is a law designed to make sure men don't have to like go to jail for raping anybody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow, okay. Yeah. So her upstairs or down her one of her neighbors in the apartment building um also testifies and says that she had heard her 
you know, being abused before Mm -hmm. and gave her pamphlets on the pamphlets that I talked about earlier on rape and domestic violence when she heard the commotion, because she said she had been a battered wife as well. Yeah. Um, so it was clear to the neighbors that she was being raped. I don't know if it was being raped, but being thrown around, like they could hear commotion. Sure. Okay. I just wonder because of the pamphlets. Maybe it was like an all two in one. She might have confided in her that she yeah. was. Okay. Um, she, he would grab her by the hair, hit her, punch her. There were bruises on the inside of her legs and hips often. Mm. There were strangulation marks often. And he anally raped her often. What? He would, she said that he would come home drunk and she just knew what was going to happen. Candle. His friend. <laughs> yeah. What do you think is going to happen? Like, a person can only sustain so much fucking abuse before they like literally crack. Yeah, that's what the whole defense is trying to present. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that is like, I'm gonna cut this, but like, oh my god. Yeah, it's bad. It's really He's bad. like existing to hurt her. Yeah, <laughs> you know what like I mean. Tormentor. Like tormentor. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, some of his friends that he played basketball with testified that he told them he liked to make girls scream and squirm and bleed and that he preferred forced sex and to, quote, fuck them up the ass. Okay, we need to talk about forced sex. Yeah. That's not a kind of sex as just rape. Right. Well, it's a quote from what the people say on the stand. Yeah, that's what I mean. But like, we got to get clear on our language. That is like yeah. being like sex with a minor. Like, what right. are you talking an about? An underage woman. Yeah, an underage <laughs> woman. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. I mean, at, at least those guys are testifying. Yeah. They were like, he said it a lot. He told us that like he preferred to rape rather than just have sex. Yeah. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. I think it was John's attorney or the defense or something. No, it would be the prosecution asked, like, do you think he was like being serious? Or like, do you think he was like just doing guy talk? And the guy was like, no, he seemed really serious. <laughs> and like, hey, brother, that's not our guy yeah, talk. Like, <laughs> it was bad, man. And one of them is interviewed today and is like, you could see the crazy in his eyes sometimes. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. I wonder what it would be to. I mean, I've never been a guy. So I don't know what it is like to contend with like other guys like, who are saying okay. crazy shit like that. But yeah. like, yeah, what do you do if you're normal non rapist yeah. hearing your like guy you play pickup basketball yeah. with? Yeah, that's basically what it was. Like declaring that like he does rape his wife. Yeah, <laughs> and likes anyway. to make women bleed. No. Yeah. Okay. No. 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 She says every time they had sex, he would threaten to anally rape her. Oh, my God. Um, John is brought in the stand and he denies forcing sex, but admits to shoving and pushing and restraining her, quote, many occasions. <laughs> Sometimes I hold her down, but I never hit her, push her and hold her and restrain her from hitting me. Yeah. I don't believe in violence in any kind. And I tell her it's not ladylike to strike out. You're fucking kidding. He's literally trying to say he has been battered. Yeah. I would like to point out he's about six feet tall, 200 pounds, and she's under 100 pounds if not like 100 pounds yeah she's tiny tiny and he's a marine and he's actually trying to like imply i'm just protecting myself from hurting me yeah yeah i have to hold her back from me he's also playing into the like she's a wild latina thing like being like part of our relationship is like she's fiery yeah she'll hit me and i have to like lorena use my man strength to like restrain her from hitting me that's not ladylike what the hell yeah so he's an absolute disaster on the stand he, people say it appears that he even confused himself at times <laughs> did he have to appear or did that um, he did okay. they yeah 
And after this, he leaves the courtroom. People are booing him. <laughs> and yeah, you're right, though. Like, if he's a if he's actually dumb as a fucking brick. Yeah. It would be hard to lie. And like, wait, what lie did yeah. I tell already? Right. Like, I'm all wrapped he's up. He's very dumb. He he categorically denies. And then like. Then he, he'll admit a part. Yeah. But they show him like a thing he signed that like kind of said he he had assaulted her once. Mm-hmm. And they're like, have you ever seen this before? And he was like, no. And they're like, is that your signature? He's like, yeah. Okay, right. <laughs> and they're like, right. so what <laughs> What are you talking about? Yeah. And he's like, yeah. wait. So the big question here is, was she incapable of stopping her impulse to do what she did? Some guy in the documentary says something that I enjoy. He was like, after all this shit, like the noodle's going to slip off the plate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. For sure. Like, like after I, years I of this, the noodle's going to slip off the plate. My noodle? Yeah. Off the plate. <laughs> Yeah. But around the same time, the Tanya Harding situation comes in and kind of pushes them off the front page. Oh, okay. But Geraldo Rivera doesn't forget. And he is hounding her like for interviews. He's sending her glossies of himself with his autograph. His camera crew would point their cameras in her house's windows. And does he have an angle? Like what what does he believe happened? Does it matter? I don't know what he he wants. He just wants to come her to come on the fucking show. So yeah, they're trying to say that because of a disorder, you cannot control your impulse to act out in that moment. But juries usually do not believe in insanity, please. Um, yeah. Rarely, rarely are they accepted, but we'll see. So oh, this is bad. This is really bad. Yeah. <laughs> okay. In 1990... I don't know what happens. Okay. In 1990, she becomes pregnant on purpose. She stopped taking her birth control. What year did all this shit happen? 93. So she's testifying about this in her oh, trial. Oh, got it. So about three years ago, she becomes pregnant. She stopped taking her birth control and kind of thought... That he'd lay off if she were pregnant? Yeah. Or like, it, it, it would be happy. Like, we'd be happy finally. Oh, we'd be a family. Yeah. It would all... It would, like, fix it. So John today says, she was from South America and didn't have it in her to live with her and her means. We were too broke to have a baby. Um... <laughs> She was from South America. So she didn't have it in her to live within her means. So she was like a, a, again, like a wild Latina just buying shit. Yeah. You didn't work, brother. She didn't have it in her to live within their means. Yeah. Why don't you get a fucking job, John? Yeah. Or stop drinking all of our money, you fucking dick. Okay. So when she told him, he went into a rage, of course. No. Told her he wouldn't help her in any way. By the way. He would leave her. Help her? Yeah. The responsibility automatically goes all on her. Yeah. And if he's, if she's lucky, he'd help her. Yeah. He would leave her and never talk to her again if she kept the baby. Well, maybe we should do that. (sighs) I know. She said, or he says, you're going to do what bad girls do. And he took her against her will to get an abortion. In the waiting room, he was taunting her about how big the needle was going to be. What the hell, Kendall? Yeah, he he is like actually like a the toolbox killer. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, he's demented. Yeah, like there, there is like being controlling and wanting her to do what you want. Yeah, which would be like sending her to the clinic and being like get an abortion. Yeah, which is already fucking horrendous. No, he's there, but he's like I want to watch her suffer there. Actually, yeah, she's so visibly upset in the waiting room that the nurse separates them. So, um. Throughout the course of their relationship, he tells her that she is ugly, some racist undertones to the degradation, um, tells her she has a bad figure, um, she's lucky to have him, and he would often threaten her immigration status, which is very common Mm. for immigrant women in domestic violence. I'm sure. And I also am sure that um, 
there's something appealing to someone like him about someone who, again, like doesn't have support, have support. system. Yeah. Maybe even like the language barrier. Yeah. Like she is, a, she's vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. You no. Know? Extra vulnerable. Yeah. 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 And so once this starts coming out in the media, the local Hispanic community really starts to rally around her. Cool. Um, they camp out like day and night outside of the courthouse um, just to like support her for the five seconds she walks in. Yeah. Um, they have signs that are like Latin America is with you. Guatemala supports Lorena. The wo- a woman who kind of organized the whole thing was from like, so Manassas is close to DC. So she lives in DC. Um, she needs to take a taxi into Manassas and she takes the taxi in, but she forgot her wallet and didn't have any money. And she's like, oh shit, like, I don't have anything to give you. And the taxi driver says, your ride is free because my mother was abused as well. Oh, beautiful. I know. Tough. So they start talking about battered women's syndrome, which is used in instances of self-defense when women either kill or injure their abusers. But would that have to be in the moment that you're being abused? Well, no. It it stretches. Usually self-defense requires that you are in imminent harm right this minute. Yeah. But battered women's syndrome stretches the definition of imminence because of like all the You're living in imminent danger. Right. So like because of the violence you've experienced, what ordinarily wouldn't feel like imminent danger to someone else yeah. does to you yeah if you get beat every day yeah waking up in the morning is like i'm in imminent danger right exactly so it might seem not like self-defense to the layman but yeah or whatever. it might seem like out of the blue right but it is not for right, her right yeah and this is because most women are killed when they leave their abuser or in the six months following yeah um she was when this incident happened she was in the process of moving out she had all of her stuff in her neighbor's apartment and was basically just sleeping there. She was moving out. Yeah. And he tried to say that it happened. She did it to him because he tried to leave her. Well, he kicked her out. Oh, you fucker. Yeah. She, oh, he she says, was trying to leave. Yeah. He says that she was like fondling him that night. Oh, that is him being like, I oh, last thing I remember is I, her I rejected, around I rejected her sexual advances. Oh my God. John Wayne. Yeah. When re- in reality, he had assaulted her. John Wayne. <laughs> she was basically just sleeping there until she could completely move out. He testifies that he doesn't know if they had sex or not that night or not, which makes me think he he probably I think he assaulted her, but was blacked out. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it is like what he does routinely. Yeah, like, I, I don't think he, that he needs to be <laughs> right, right. Like it's like a big event for him. Like yeah. I think this happens almost every day, so it was very routine. But I don't think he necessarily remembers. Yeah, because like it is not memorable for him. Mm-hmm. He does it all the fucking time. Yeah. Yeah. He's saying that she was advancing yeah, on him. So he assaults her. This is what she says happens. He assaults her. She goes to the kitchen to get water. She's kind of like catatonic at this point. Mm-hmm. Opens the refrigerator and the light of the refrigerator shines on the knife block. And the next thing she remembers is driving the car with a knife in one hand and a penis in the other. And I just chucked one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. You know what, though? Like, I'm going to do it. It's my time. Mm-hmm. I've had enough. Yeah. I'm not fucking confused about any of that. No, 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 no. So they have a psychiatric expert testify that she did not have control over her impulses, that he had backed her into a corner, essentially, that she had no way out. Yeah, like, she's existing in such an, a hostile environment. Like, she's in a goddamn war zone. Yeah. And people do weird shit in, in a war. <laughs> yeah, well, he's telling her, like, even if you leave me, I will find you. Yeah, he, he's telling her, like, there's no way out unless yeah. you do something crazy. Unless you do something crazy that changes this whole thing up. I can't believe, like, the restraint <sighs> she showed by not just, like, killing him. I know. 
I know. That's why I think she was so like, well, the psychiatrist says she fought back against her, like the weapon of her torture, which was his penis. Yeah. Okay. Um, and people are like, I don't think she meant like any real physical harm because she told them where it was. Yeah. <laughs> Which I fucking wouldn't have. Yeah. People are like, yeah, I would have thrown her in the garbage bottle. Like For she sure. obviously wasn't being malicious. You, yeah. Well, that was like, she was obviously just like, I snapped. I will never be raped again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like she was obviously not trying to randomly cause him harm. Yeah. She was like, I need to prevent this event from happening to me ever again. Yeah. Yeah. She's not like, you know what will hurt him the most if I hide his penis? Like, right. Like, she's no. not thinking all that through. She just won't be raped anymore. Yeah. Fucking two plus two is four. Yeah. So trial still going on. Howard has, Howard Stern has him on a lot. He says, oh, how can you talk to that guy? How can you look at John Wayne Bobbitt and just like have a conversation, carry on a conversation? I don't know, man. If it's you know bad. what he's done. It's bad. Um, Howard Stern says, I don't buy this whole thing that he was raping her and stuff. She's not that great looking. Oh my God. She's got a lot of pimples, your ex-wife. Her skin didn't look that good. The way that, I mean, this is like barely related, but like the way that Howard Stern would constantly harp on women's appearances. Like, it is unbelievable. For a man like Howard, It is he looks like Weird Al. Yeah. No offense, Weird Al. Weird Al has something charming about him. He's better looking. Howard Stern does not. Yeah. He looks like a crow. <laughs> a crow a crow and like it is what he would do on a show was like if and there robin, was a, what the hell's wrong with you robin robin it's bitches like you <laughs> yeah robin she's <laughs> laughing in this exact she's been there from the beginning she knows yeah. what he is yeah, yeah yeah well i mean like robin's trying to survive in that fucked up world too right but but god damn don't don't contribute to it i know don't like literally be on howard stern show <laughs> yeah 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 for sure oh my god but, like, there's this whole thing where old episodes of Howard Stern are like disturbing. Like he's yeah. so fixated on women's appearances yeah. and like whether or not he'd fuck them. And Nicole, he really and even abused. Like, did he watch the Brittany Murphy uh, HBO yeah. thing recently? Yeah. When Ashton Kutcher uh-huh. goes on. And that is in like 2000 or something. That's uh-huh. like years later after this shit. Uh-huh. And like the, the first thing he talks to about any guy who comes on is like if that guy has a girlfriend, yeah. what she looks like, and if Howard Stern thinks she's hot. Or all of his ex-girlfriends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck is going on? He's sick, man. Have like a fucking have a brain in your head. Like have a have something real to talk about. Right. Right. So a client of the nail salon named Regina testifies. She talks she had gone in to see Lorena for a nail appointment and an eye waxing like a week or two before the incident. Uh, she says that her manicure was very bad and her eyebrows were very uneven. Oh, oh I'm sorry. This is yeah days before the incident. Mm-hmm. She says she sits down to get her manicure. Lorena rolls up her arms and they're black and blue, oh. completely covered. And she says, I knew something was wrong with this girl. She said, Shelby, you've been shooting needles <laughs> up your arm. <laughs> oh. uh. On and off. Um, she says she would rotate between being short of breath trembling and had tears in her eyes yeah she's just working like she she's like what is wrong and she said my husband hurt me she said that he dangled her over the railing of their apartment building and said if i drop you i'm gonna tell everybody that you jumped kendall yeah yeah like she's in imminent danger yeah and regina says she offered her to come to her house but lorena refused and said he'll find me and kill me and kill you too Oh my God. So what is our question? Yeah. So 
Regina's interviewed for the documentary as well. She says that like she was a busy mom at this time and didn't really pay attention to the news. Mm. But like one day she's folding laundry, looking at the news and sees John Wayne Bobbitt's trial coverage and sees Lorena walk by on the TV. And she's like, holy shit, that's my like nail tech. Yeah. <laughs> so she calls the prosecutor, Paul Ebert, but it's too late. And he says, I, I, I wish I had gotten, I wish hold, I had gotten hold of you. Um, it, but it's already gone to jury. Like I can't. Oh my God. That would have been within the five day window. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Yeah. But I'm shocked that Lorena didn't remember that conversation and, and maybe mentioned it to her prosecutor. She didn't remember fucking anything. Yeah. But you're right. The way she's described, like she was, I'm sure she's blacked out doing those nails. Yeah. She like, said there were shitty nails. <laughs> um, but he says, I can't use you, but you can call Lorena's attorney even though he's the prosecutor in her case. Oh yeah. But maybe you can get her out of her, but maybe you can fix her in her, even though I'm the one prosecuting her. He's trying to put her in prison. Yeah. But he also was trying to put John John in prison prison because he knows John beat the shit out of her. Yeah. Got it. So she ends up testifying for the defense and the prosecutor, Paul doesn't even cross examine her. I'm not going to try to poke holes or anything. Wow. So he's kind of like not doing his job that very well. Not trying very hard. Yeah. Love that. Very, uh, you seen that movie, Sleepers? No. It's a Brad Pitt number. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Where, uh, Kevin Bacon's in it too. And it's like this group of boys in like, I think the 50s, they all get sent to like, uh, like a juvenile detention place. Yeah. Cause they committed some little petty crime in their neighborhood. They all like are routinely sexually abused by the guards. Aww. And then when they're older, two of them have like literally cracked from yeah. all the fucking torture. Yeah. And they see one of them, Kevin Bacon in a restaurant and they just like kill him in front of everyone. They just oh. like lose it. They yeah. go into a state and they lose it and they, yeah. they kill him. Yeah. And fucking Brad Pitt is, uh, I think, like a DA or something or assistant. Yeah. And so he gets the case to prosecute. Yeah. And he just like throws it. He's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So the state had a psychiatrist who testified that he did not think that she was insane or had a mental whatever. What okay. does he think? Paul Ebert, the prosecutor, also gave. Regina, the salon client's number to this psychiatrist and said, you need to talk to her. Mm -hmm. They talk and he changes his mind to diagnose her with PTSD after speaking to Regina. Paul. Good guy, Paul. Yeah. So the big question is, was this angry retaliation or did she truly snap? And the verdict. No, what? She is found not guilty by reason of insanity. I'm really happy. Yes. Okay. But because she's found not guilty by reason of insanity, there is a state mandate that she goes to the state mental hospital for a minimum of 45 days. Okay. If they can hold her longer, if she like seems like she needs it. A threat to other people. Yeah. Or she's like unstable or not, but she ends up being let out after 45 days. Yeah. Because she's not like a threat. Violent. She like there was one person who was abusing her. Yeah. It's not like across the board, like she'd chop off any dick. Right. You know? Right. So while she's there, helicopters are flying over the thing. I'm really happy that she, that they yeah, she was acquitted. Yeah, yeah, they were both acquitted, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're calling this one an even. Yeah, like squ- nothing happened, I guess. We're square. <laughs> Let's just yeah. go our separate way. <laughs> yeah, like why did we have to? <laughs> um, they divorced, obviously. Okay. Um, Barbara Walters is like begging to get an interview with her while she's in the mental hospital. 
and talking Baba to her Wawa. yes and telling her media rep like i've interviewed presidents i've interviewed kings like you're not gonna tell me i can't and you were a bitch to them yeah <laughs> um and then her her rep is in the in, in the documentary now and says i told her no and she was like why and he says out of nowhere like this guy has been in the documentary the whole time <laughs> seems like a nice guy and just goes because she's part of the illuminati in the trilateral <laughs> commission and i'm like okay <laughs> he's like and i didn't want lorena to have anything to do with that <laughs> <laughs> well like barbara walters is like not kind to the women she interviews no kind of ever barbara walters so yeah she can fuck off yeah fuck her the story was so salacious um, and all the editors were mostly men. So the opportunity to talk about domestic violence on a whole was pretty much missed mm-hmm. um, as like a nation. John is doing appearances. He is judging Lorena lookalike contests at drag shows. Um, He's he, doing his OJ. Yes, exactly. It's the same seedy, trashy, disgusting Miami shit. Miami type shit. Yes. Yeah. But he's in Las Vegas and stuff. Mm. Um, he does a porn, John Wayne Bobbitt uncut, but ah! he like makes no money off of it. Because he's dumb and is completely taken advantage of. Good. By like a manager. Good. He's sentenced to 60 days in jail for abusing a girlfriend. Uh Uh-huh. He gets ordained and starts officiating weddings in Las Vegas. Howard Stern pays for him to get his penis enlarged. But the surgery is botched by a shady doctor who just like... (laughs) It's like me in a lab coat. (laughs) Who got his license revoked because he basically just injected it with fat. It was like a BBL on a penis. Oh, no. You got a PPL. (laughs) Shut up. Shut up. (laughs) Oh, my God. No. Um, so because his penis is such a disaster, he makes another porn called Franken Penis. I can't believe you've never heard of this. <laughs> I am fucking shocked. Franken Penis has footage of the surgery in it. Oh, Kendall. His feet are in stirrups. <laughs> Tears in my eyes. <laughs> the, the, the original surgeons who like operated on him to like put it back on he's like if he asked me for advice i would have said do not risk touch it. it yeah don't touch you've already you're so lucky to have it at all yeah and you're gonna fuck with it yeah howard tricked you yeah howard stern thinks you're a fucking joke he's not your friend no dude he thinks you're literally a punchline he'll tell for years to come oh god it just makes me sad all of this makes me sad or franken penis <laughs> <laughs> So he briefly works at the Bunny Ranch, the famous legal brothel in Nevada. Mm. He's a celebrity greeter. He ends up getting fired at one point because he can't fucking do anything. He's too dumb to be a bartender. They like, they're like, if he's going to be on the bar, we have to have someone else there. Cause like he doesn't remember how to do anything. Yeah. Is he like, okay. People, the Madame Suzanne mm-hmm. or whatever Suzette said, he seemed kind of like ADHD e like couldn't really just pay attention to things. Okay. Um, but he's also drinking a lot there and he gets violent when he drinks. And so they, um, we have a house full of girls. Like you can't yes. be here and be violent. Yeah. And he was asked to drive the limo around, but he would let like drunk 18 year old girls drive the limo. And they're like, this is a job. Like, yeah. So he gets fired. His family shows up at Madame Suzette's house in the middle of the night, threatening her until they hired him back huh yeah huh yeah him and his family also stole one hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of clothes from a department store and then tried to return it for cash him and his family like his brothers the owner of the bunny ranch dennis posted his bond and he skipped out on bonds so he lost his money oh my god yeah i would not like bank on john wayne bobbitt yeah right he ran off 
with a worker from the ranch named okay. Desiree, but that is a pseudonym because she is in the documentary blacked out like in disguise. And did he hit her? We'll get to it. Okay. Okay. So you know how I mentioned Lorena's friend, Jana? Mm-hmm. Jana kind of screwed her over in the end. Basically was taking like 15% off the top of everything that Lorena was making. Um, how was she making money? She would sign, uh, she was going to make a movie about her life and stuff. And like, it just got fucked. And she was overheard saying like all, like all her clothes, I got her, like she wouldn't be anywhere without me. And she's lucky to have a friend like me. And like when Oprah wants, yeah, like Oprah wants to take us on her show. Like we have to get first class tickets and like, they'll pay for everything. Like just using her. Yeah. Um, so she ends up cutting Jana off. Good for you. So Jana's implying like I helped her when she was broke. Yeah, or, like, she wouldn't know how to, like, parlay this as well. Okay, but, like, just to be evil about it? Right. Just, like, fuck off. So John, yeah, ends up running off with Desiree. They moved to New York, and she was essentially supporting him. Not, like, New York City, just, like, the state. She, like, worked out of town a lot, and he would just, like, live in the apartment. She would pay for it. Get a fucking job. Like, are you kidding? He can't. Like, he literally can't. Get on ADHD medication. Get a fucking job. Yeah. So after like a couple years of this, she came back and was going to just transfer the apartment into his name and be like, I'm not paying for this anymore. Yeah. No, it didn't work out. And he flew off the handle and beat her with, quote, everything that was loose in the apartment. This is really bad. Um, He forcibly took her onto the balcony and pushed her over the edge and was dangling her by the legs. What is with that? Like, yeah. So that's like corroboration, obviously. Yeah. He pulled her by the legs. By the legs. Oh no, no, no. Pulled her back up by her hair and limbs, tied her to the bed, stripped her, repeatedly raped and sodomized her, and said, You're my Lorena now. Oh no. And said like no woman I've ever been with will ever get away from me. Yeah, he he's really um a fucking Fucking. predator, huh? Yeah. After three days of being tied to the bed and, oh, no. of, and tortured. A three day like a single event? Yeah. No. Yeah. She plays dead. No. And he tries to rile her and she plays dead. And he starts untying her and gathering sheets to wrap her body in. So whatever was going on could feasibly have killed her. Yeah. If he believes that she might be dead. Yeah. And he was just going to wrap her up and dispose of her somehow oh my fuck and like he probably if she hadn't he would eventually kill her yeah so she plays dead and he starts like gathering things and he walks into the other room and at this point she runs he's charged and convicted and spent some time in jail not sure how much didn't say he says basically to this day that women are mostly gold diggers and that a lot of immigrants marry for green cards. Gold diggers. You've never had a job. Money. Yeah. The amount of men who like talk about women that way. Mm-hmm. Who don't who have, have jobs. Fuck all any woman would ever want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah. He says he married another woman and was like, she used me for publicity and fame. Like Franken dick. Yeah penis sorry i'm being (laughs) crass (laughs) it's classier than that (laughs) he says they often use law enforcement as revenge if you want to leave them law enforcement as revenge yeah so like consequences as revenge yeah consequences revenge is just consequences the thing about him that's so like stupid is he keeps categorically denying abuse but it's like wow you must have really bad luck if just like there's so many instances yeah. that women can claim abuse. Like it is so rare that a woman ever lies about yeah. anything like, it's like that. So like your whole life, every woman you've ever dated is gonna lie. <laughs> like come on, right? Well, he's like, yeah, bitches lie. 
Yeah. So he actually serves 15 months in prison and is beat the fuck up in prison a couple times. Good. So we're around in 1994. The Violence Against Women Act is signed into law. Can you believe there ever wasn't that? Yeah. So scary. But... In 1995, before the money can be appropriated, Newt Gingrich turns the house red and they refuse to appropriate the money that had been allotted for that. After a lot of protests, they eventually fund. And that's so important because up to that, like my job as a domestic violence advocate was funded with VAWA money. Like we got some from the state, but I think it was 30 grand a year from the state. Mm -hmm. Almost all of it came from the Violence Against Women grant funding. Yeah. And the house. Every every money we got was from that. Every I feel like every once in a while that you see something like that, like a bill that's trying to get passed, it is like, I actually can't imagine what kind of villain would be against that bill. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, what are you talking about if you don't think that violence against women deserves like some attention? Yeah. Well, they don't want to um, pass it because it'll confiscate guns from people. From known abusers? Yeah. From like felons? Yeah. You can't do that. It's their right. Okay. Um, <laughs> so she ends up traveling around to domestic violence shelters and talking to women there about her experience. She remarries a man and they have children together. She still kind of goes on shows. And I think her and like Amanda Knox and um, Monica Lewinsky do things together sometimes. Cool. She says she's like fine. Like she knows that there's going to be jokes and like is all right with that as long as she can like spread her message. You know, like she's yeah. like, yeah, I get it. But like. She's like, I know what I'm getting into, like, when I go on Steve Harvey. But, like, if one woman hears me, that's... I don't care. Yeah. Okay. She has stacks of letters that John has sent her over the years. He... My, leave her alone. Yeah. He's like, I should have been more, like, caring or sensitive. He, like, messages her on Facebook. I thought you were going to say, like, letters of, like, I should have fucking killed you when I no, could have. No, it's I like, get back together. that he is like, you know what, I could have been a better man to you. No, he signs it, your eternal flame. Uh-uh, no, no. Um, like, we could make a lot of money if we got back together. Okay, here we go. When he's asked about this today, he says, I think she contacted me first, asking how much money I had. Yeah. You fucking loser. You love that narrative, huh? He said... How much money you have? Fuck all. We know you have fucking... None. Zero dollars in the bank. Um, He said it would be the ultimate show of forgiveness if they got back together. Yeah. Why would I want that? And she basically says... She's like, I'm like, I cut his penis off. Leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, I hate you. What else can I do? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So that's basically it. Okay. Well, but of course, I'm going to give you the domestic violence hotline number. It's 1-800-799-SAFE or 7233. And you can also go to the hotline.org online if you want to. Beautiful. Uh, yeah. Feel free to share that information um, yeah. and feel free to think about it forever. <laughs> yeah, I will. Uh, as for where you heard it, tell no one. Bye. Bye.